0: What were your thoughts on playing in Mexico, first of all?
1: It was great. It's a great experience to get outside the world and, uh, and just world? a— World? <laughs> you know how we do it. I thought it was uh, one of the biggest moments of my career, believe it or not. I mean, 195, 200 games. But the way Stadio Azteca and the Mexican people reacted to that flag I, I got goosebumps under here. I mean, it was absolutely in fuego. <laughs>
2: We're about to come into the biggest arena in Latin America. And I think Estadio Azteca really brought it that day. A cargo de su coach and jefe, Dennis Green
3: y Los Cardenales de Arizona.
2: Is this actually happening? An NFL professional game is being played here, one that
4: counts. It actually happened. It definitely counted and it will always stand as NFL history. An amazing scene. Flash bulbs popping for the first ever. National Football League regular season game abroad. That's right. Never before had an NFL regular season game been played outside the United States. This is Cardinals Folktales, presented by 72 Soul, where we go in-depth into Cardinals history, all-time anecdotes. Through the personal recollections and memories of those who lived it,
1: it was in freaking incredible. It
3: was, you know, the birth of international football for the NFL.
4: One time in Mexico, that time when the Cardinals turned a home game. Into the first ever NFL regular season contest played on international soil. My name is Paul Calvisi, and I was part of the Cardinals radio broadcast team that day, along with analyst Ron Wolfley and longtime voice of the Cardinals, Dave Pash. October 2nd, 2005,
3: the Cardinals again make history as they take on the San Francisco 49ers from Estadio Azteca in Mexico City.
4: Estadio Azteca. Built as Mexico's mythical temple, one of the world's most revered stadiums. It has hosted World Cup finals and has wowed everyone, from Pele to the Pope. The atmosphere,
3: pretty unbelievable.
4: Die hard football fans here, even if some of these folks have never seen an NFL game on television, they are into it. Before we get to that day in that stadium, realize that it all started years earlier with the advent of the Cardinals' new stadium. Team owner, Michael Bidwell.
5: The largest population of NFL fans outside the United States is actually Mexico City. And so I looked at it I went to Commissioner Tagliabue and I said, look, we've got one season left at Sun Devil Stadium. We're happy to give up a game, especially if it's an early game, and play a home game regular season. It had never been done in regular season. And so we looked at this idea of taking it international.
3: It's time now for the Mexican and American national anthems.
2: As a kid, you would see it a lot, right? You would see it on TV, and and sometimes you would say, one day, I, I want to walk that field. I was there. I was walking it with my Cardinals.
4: That's the voice of Rolando Cantu, the first Mexican-born non-kicker to play in the NFL. He was an offensive lineman for that 2005 Cardinals team and as big as Rolando is in person, just physically, he's a giant, the measurables of an NFL O-lineman, 6'5", 360 plus, his persona is bigger in Mexico. Dave Pash.
3: Rolando's a great story. And I think, you know, Rolando in a lot of ways for a lot of people there probably was a symbol of, of hope. Like, hey, Rolando's playing pro football. You know, I can play pro football. I can break ground. Rolando represents a lot for, for many people. I mean, the fact that this guy, the first actual national to come from Mexico and not be a kicker. We saw a lot of Rolando Cantu jerseys being sold and a lot of people buying
5: them. We had some real stars at the time and they're getting off the bus walking right through the Mexican press and then all of a sudden Rolando Cantu and they just swarm on him. They didn't know who some of these other guys were that were just walking past him.
3: I'm surprised they didn't have him like on a throne carrying him around. I mean he was like a legend and in, in, for good reason for uh, making the Arizona Cardinals team but I just remember everybody talked about Rolando like oh do you know Rolando? Do you know Rolando Cantu? Yes I know I know Rolando Cantu. <laughs> they, they weren't concerned with uh, a young Larry Fitzgerald or, you know, they just wanted to know if we knew Rolando.
4: For those of us who are on that trip, there was Rolando Cantu and everyone else was a sidekick, even Fitz. But that goes back to 1996 when as a kid, Rolando attended the American Bowl, a series of preseason NFL games held outside the U.S., including when the Chiefs and Cowboys met in his native Monterey, Mexico. But this wasn't any preseason game and the fans, they knew it. That day, the fans were different. They were hungry to be a part of something
2: unique. And the unique part about it was, this was a regular season game. This game was gonna count. It wasn't an American bowl. It wasn't an exhibition game. This game was gonna be remembered in the history books. And if you got a ticket to go to Estadio Azteca, you're a part of history.
4: Speaking of, the previous NFL record for attendance for a regular season game was when the Rams played the Niners at the L.A. Coliseum in 1957 in front of 102,368 fans. But again, this was Estadio Azteca, an eighth wonder of the world. Estadio Azteca just mammoth I I mean that's the first thing that I think when you walk in here you know you just cannot believe the rows go on and on and on so I come out of the
3: locker room for the first time and I look up and my jaw hits the ground I could not believe how big this building was basically picture the biggest stadium you've ever been in and then add an upper deck to it when I looked up I got
4: dizzy it was so high that's Jim long longtime producer of the Arizona Cardinals radio network, and true that personally, I've been in Ann Arbor, I've been on the field for Michigan, Notre Dame, hundred thousand fans, but Estadio Azteca, it's bigger. Its capacity is one hundred twenty thousand plus, and as owner Michael Bidwill notes. That might be the more accurate attendance figure.
5: Their suites, they didn't count the number of people that were up there. So when you buy a suite, they didn't sell tickets. It was just you could invite forty people up there if you wanted. so They had no idea how many people were in those suites. And the number, they believe that's a low estimate of who was actually in the stadium that day because they think there might have been another fifteen or twenty thousand people in the in the suites that were just, not counted.
4: What was interesting is that reports had tickets sold going into the weekend at around 65,000, but there was a huge late surge in interest and a massive walk up. So by the time we had game time, attendance was officially listed as a new NFL record. We have 103,467 on hand, an NFL regular
3: season record. Wow. How about that for a number?
1: I wish everybody can feel what 100,000 people feel like on the field. Like you're on the field and 100,000 people are watching you. It's just different, man. That's former
4: Cardinals safety Robert Griffith. All the players knew the fans were going to be a factor El Grande, former Pro Bowl pass rusher Bertram Berry.
0: It really was a different energy where the fans were going nuts the entire time, whether something good happened for us or something bad happened for us. I just remember the crowd just yelling no matter what. They just wanted to see us go out there and, and play.
3: I just remember being loud the entire game, in a good way, that people were so excited that there was an NFL game going on. In a general sense, they were just rooting for something big to happen every play. It, it felt like a big party. <laughs> it felt like a big party. The people that were just hungry to be a part of that
4: first regular season game, i say the U.S. And that's where the game planning went beyond the field and into the stands. Who could capture the fans? And that became a game of who could capture the flag?
1: Going through my mind, I was just more, who are the Mexican people gonna cheer for?
4: Again, who would turn over 100,000 fans into their 12th man? That was the question. And the Cardinals had an answer. Start the game by playing flag football if you will.
1: I had a dream that I had a flag and there was a flag. There and I kept seeing this Mexican flag in my dream. Uh, it just spoke to me. You know, I, I just felt like it was just something that just felt real to do. Just felt appropriate.
0: That's Roberts idea and it was brought to me. And I searched out my contact at the stadium to see if we could even
4: get a flag. That's Anthony Edwards, former director of player programs, a do-everything man for the Cardinals and a former Cardinals receiver. At this point, the teams were already into their pregame warm-ups. The game hadn't started, but the clock was ticking. Rob was like, hey,
0: we need to get a flag. We need a flag. I need to get the the Mexico flag because I thought when he first said flag, I'm like, USA? No, 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 Mexico flag. You know, and I said, hold on, let me see what I can do. So here I am rushing to try to get my contact, see if we can locate a flag somewhere close for him to run out with. And so, and it just happened, we were able to get that flag, it was there.
4: Yeah, let's just say the Cardinals' clock management traveled that day internationally. Don't you love it when a plan comes together?
1: When we were in that tunnel right before we went out to the game, and he unrolls this flag, and it was on like a broomstick handle, and literally gave it to me maybe 10 seconds before I ran out.
2: Once I knew Robert was gonna grab that flag, we just kind of nodded heads, shook hands, and said, go, go bro, because this is gonna be big.
3: What a great scene, Robert Griffith with the Mexican national flag, waving it and racing onto the field, that was awesome.
2: Robert bursting out of that tunnel with that flag, I think it just ignited the whole place up. It was, a, it was a brilliant move, to be honest with you. I think the fans saw this as the first impression of the Arizona Cardinals.
1: All of a sudden, Robert Griffin comes
4: right out of that hat, waving the Mexican flag. That really was a great touch here.
1: Oh, the crowd went crazy. It was loud. It was so loud. That place was unbelievably loud. I go out with the flag, and I just felt 10 feet tall, man. Like, I felt like every step I was taking was just magnetized.
2: Once he ran out, that was kind of like, you know what? Mexico, the Cardinals are here. Los Cardenales han llegado. And for me, it was like, okay, this is gonna work out tremendously because of the pride the fans in Mexico take once they see their, their country's colors, right? And especially the
4: flag.
1: Quite honestly, after the flag, you know, I can honestly say they wanted us to win.
4: Maybe, but that's not the way the game started with the Niners' defense scoring two quick touchdowns.
3: McCown turns and hands for ship, running right, fumble the ball, it's loose at the 20, and it's picked up by the 49ers. Derek Johnson running near side, 40, 50, being chased by McCown, Josh won't get him. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown San
0: Francisco. If you do recall, they jumped out on us 14 to nothing. Before we ever took the field, It was they had two turnovers and scored. We were, what's going on here? I mean, how, how, how
4: did we get to 14 to nothing? And that's where the Cards started their comeback, led by second-year receiver Larry Fitzgerald, doing signature Larry things right before the half.
3: Third and one of the 17, the count back to throw. Going to lock. Into the end zone, far side, Fitzgerald goes up. Touchdown, Arizona! Larry (laughs) Fitzgerald with his second of the year.
4: Dave Ash injecting a little local flavor into the call. 14-12 Niners at the half, but second half, Toto, Rojo, all red as the tide turned on the scoreboard and in the stands.
0: I felt like as we started to take control of the game, we won the crowd over eventually.
4: And eventually the Cardinals won the game. In fact, it wasn't that close. As the Niners never scored again, the Cardinals defense pitching a shutout, feeding off 100,000 plus fans, as we reported from the sideline. You know, a lot of people and a lot of talk that the Cardinals gave up home field advantage to come down here to Mexico City, but the fans on this end of the stadium, as loud as we have heard them. The fans also love cards kicker Neil Rackers. First, because Mexico is a soccer-crazy nation, and they love anyone who puts the foot into football Americano.
3: 43-yard attempt for Neil Rackers, who's 4-for-4 tonight. The snap, the spot. Rackers kick is up. It's got the leg
4: and it is good.
3: Neil's all fired up right now. The camera went down onto
4: him and it looked like he said, oh, yeah. On the game, Rackers had a career high six field goals. Now, that's a season where, remember, Rackers hit 40 of 42 field goals in an all pro campaign. Thing is, Rackers might have traded all that for a shot at a 70 yard field goal, which he wanted And definitely thought was doable in Mexico City, where the ball flies. Because remember, it's 2,000 feet higher than Denver, over 7,700 feet in elevation. These guys are gassed on the Cardinals sideline. It's so bad that the mascot, Big Red, who by the way is going with the nickname on his back tonight, Rojo. okay? He came up to me at halftime and said he was wiped out physically from the elevation, okay? It's hitting everybody out here. Final score. 31-14 31-14 as the Cardinals savored the win and soaked in the scene. The Cardinals win in the first ever NFL regular season game in Mexico City, beating the San Francisco 49ers. But before the Cardinals would leave the field, the players would wave goodbye, some by waving the flag, this time in the hands of Bertrand Berry and Rolando Cantu. Somebody on the sideline
0: had it, and it being one of the captains at the time, I mean, and knowing that we were gonna win the game, you get afforded some liberties, and so uh, they gave me the freedom to go and take the flag, and, and I know uh, Griff, at the beginning of the game, had uh, ran out with it, and so I kinda of wanted to have my crack at it. I, I would've loved to have run out, but Griff beat me to it. B-Train gives me the flag, and I,
2: I take it over, and then I have to do a bunch of media um, interviews right after the game on the sideline, which was very, really cool and uh so i have the flag on my shoulder right and obviously you know in between interviews i would wave the flag like robert like b train and they got the same reaction right so
3: it was it was a special moment i think i will always remember that Uh, on the far side bertrand barry has handed off the uh, mexican flag to rolando Cantu, a native of monterey mexico i think that day everybody felt a part of the arizona
4: Cardinals because of the flag by the way, to this day, no one knows where the flag went. It was in the Cardinals' locker room and vanished, never seen again. So, although the Cardinals didn't bring back the flag, they definitely brought back a buzz. It was palpable around town and in the locker room.
1: What were your thoughts on playing in Mexico? It was great. It's a great experience to get outside the world and uh and this a- world. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You know how we do it. This dude said he played outside
0: the world. Outside the world is big, dude.
4: See, it was a big buzz, right? But that was then. Anquan Bolton with Robert Tate in his weekly TV segment coming off Mexico City. This is now Robert Griffin to this day on how he brought home much more than just a victory.
1: This has nothing to do with football. This is the way the Mexican fans made me feel. And I've never had an experience like that in my life. And I, like when I say they were screaming at me and I felt like I could levitate off the ground, I'm telling the truth.
4: And it wasn't just Cardinals players who had their passports stamped. You could say that for the entire NFL. To know that
0: the sport took a big step forward outside of the US and we were part of that. I take great pride in that. I love this game. I love what the game did for me. I love the competition aspect of it. I love the brutality of it. I love everything about football. And to be able to grow the sport in that way, to take it somewhere, even though they had had preseason games there before, but to have one that actually counted and and got the attention that it
3: got, I was very proud of it. And Josh McCown takes the football and runs off with it. And he gives it to Michael Bidwell over on the far side. And that's a very classy move by Josh McCown.
5: We try to be trailblazers and we want to be at the front of innovation. You know, What can we be doing that will not only set us apart, but we think is really good for the game and good for fans and that fans will be interested in.
4: And sure enough, the first NFL regular season game played outside the United States, which set a record for the largest crowd ever to attend an NFL regular season game, was an international venture that has now turned into an annual affair. We're cemented in history in American football history in Mexico because of that game. And that's one time in Mexico. For producer Jim Omohundro, I'm Paul Calvisi. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Cardinals Folktales presented by 72Soul.